0: Another program powered by the Truth Network.
1: It's Matt Slick Live! Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at karm.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers, taking your calls, and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. And you're listening to Matt Slick
2: Live. And as usual, if you want to give me a call, 877 207 2276. I do a half hour show on Mondays. And this Monday is uh, November 27th, 2023. I hope you all had a good Thanksgiving, a good uh, week off, or kind of off, or whatever it was. Mine was uh, interesting. Yeah, we'll get into it. But. Uh, you know life gets to be you know sometimes but get this i had to uh, cook our, uh, our our turkey and um everybody said it really turned out really well i've never done it before uh, and i uh, gave it a shot and they were all surprised my wife couldn't believe how good it was i couldn't believe how good it was um and everybody liked it so i guess miracles do happen so there you go and um went to a church yesterday i want to talk about that a little bit Um uh, being let down by uh, by sermons and uh, let's see, what else? Um, I think that is it. So, uh, hey, give me a call, 877-207-2276. And also, if you are interested, you can, um, you can uh, email me at info at carm.org, info at carm.org. You have a comment or a question, just put radio comment, radio question in there, and we can get to them. If you're a new listener, you're just not quite sure what's going on. Matt Slick, Matt Slick Live is my real name, Matt Slick, my birth certificate and everything. learned to run as a kid because of that name. And it works great for radio. And so I'm a Christian apologist, which means I defend the Christian faith. I do debates, uh, write books, uh, website, radio, teach, and generally am uh, epistemologically and ontologically obstreperous sometimes with a lot of a name persiflage and I I use logic to uh, inculcate. There you go, how about some of that? That's uh, sesquipedillion stuff. Sesquipedillion means someone who likes big words. That's me, so uh, there you go. All right, now, um, okay, now I'm gonna complain a little bit. I gotta be careful. I I wanna be careful because I was frustrated. Um, Lately, you know, there are some good preachers in the local area here in the Boise, Idaho area. And, uh, you know, one church, can't, the two churches, put this way, the two churches with good preaching, they have kids in the service. And that's okay, except I can't handle it because of my uh, hearing problems. And uh, I have, you know, really loud tinnitus, and um, it's very loud, I wear hearing aids. And when there's kids in there and they do stuff, I get distracted and I can't enjoy the sermon. And so I'm not knocking that. That's fine. It's just an, a me issue. And so because of that, I can't go to the two churches where the, the preaching's good. And uh, just what it is, you know. Okay, it's just you gotta deal with what you gotta deal with. So aside from those, I've been checking different things out here and there. And uh, man, you know, it's just um. So, uh, generically speaking, generically speaking, what I'm seeing, and I've been talking to others about this too, and a lot of them are seeing the same thing, is the text uh, is used as a springboard for illustrations and stories. And I'm appalled by that. You know, so uh, I was in a church recently. And uh, they had a guest preacher, and uh, they, the preachers, you know, here's the text. Go to the text. Okay, great, great text. And uh, spent two minutes introducing the text. This, what was going on? Okay, and then uh, got into the text and turned, started turning it into step one, step two, step three, and. I hate that kind of stuff. It's just me. Step one and step two and step three. Um, it, it's as though uh, people, pastors, teachers are trying to make the text relevant. Look, you know, if you just read it for what it is, it's not going to be clear. So I got to help you out and do step one, two, three, four, the five steps to whatever it is, a healthy marriage, the seven steps to, and people like the simplicity. I think they're being robbed. I think the the congregation is being robbed. I'm serious, and I'll explain why. Uh, and so, you know, uh, I'm not saying I'm a great preacher. I'm not saying I got it down right. And and but, but uh, you know, I preached over the years and many many times, you know, hundreds of times. And um, you know, I, I believe in getting to the text if you're going to have a text you're preaching on I, I'm kind of weird I, I, I think we should get to the text if you're going to go to a text uh, say three or four verses what I would say is start off by reading the three or four verses to me it just makes sense the people are there in order to get fed from the Word of God so in my opinion what should happen is you should focus on the word of God you should start with the word of God now maybe you know you could do an illustration my, uh, uh, or a little intro I get it sometimes some texts are pretty tough I, I understand that but uh, and, and sometimes you need a little bit of, of them okay let say don't have any illustrations or anything like that I mean, illustrations should be there uh, to, illu- to to bolster the precise topic at hand and that's okay you know and that's okay because jesus did that used illustrations in the form of parables not a problem but the text i'm getting the impression i'm getting the impression that uh that the pastors don't believe the text is very powerful it needs to be fixed and helped along that's the impression i'm getting now call me up and tell me what you think you are in uh you know in um In the text, you know, if any of the rooms you're listening to me right now, tell me what you think. I want some opinions. I'll read them over the year, And so I get dismayed. And so, okay, one sermon recently I was listening to, and the gentleman went to this text and started with point number one uh, about this. I'm not going to get into it. And point number two about this, I go, oh, here we go, the steps things, you know, and this sort of thing. Okay. That's okay. Sometimes the text can warrant that. And then went to a book, just a book that someone had written, an authority, and spent several minutes on the book, quoting the book. And I just got up and walked out. I said, I'm done. And I just left the church. I just went, oh, I'm out. I did. I walked out. I mean, I didn't, you know, huff and puff. I just okay. No, this is not for me, and uh, and I left. So uh, it was uh, it was disappointing. And I've done this before, where I've just got, you know, just disappointed. I remember remember once I was at a church, and uh, in a local area, and you know, it's people say, "Hey, this is a really good church. Go check it out." Okay, good. I will, and. So I went to I still remember this. They the coincidentally, the pastor at this other church, which I've never been back to, the he he um he went to one of my favorite sections of scripture, and I'm gonna read the four verses, the first four verses of Colossians three. This is what the this is what he he read. I'm like This is incredible. This is so rich. It's so good. And this is what these four verses say. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you will also be revealed with him in glory. Now, there are are four verses, and you can make four sermons one per verse easily easily. All right well you know, okay, this depends. I mean pastors can do that. you can do 10 verses you can do one verse it just depends on what the, the Lord's leading them to do hopefully the Lord, Lord, Lord leading them and um, so I, th- I thought okay this is going to be awesome. there's so much rich stuff here. you don't have to get super deep but oh this is just good stuff so many good things to to teach the congregation. And the pastor, uh, did my, he did theological uh, stone skimming. You know, you skip stones, stones across the surface of the water. And that's what it was. It was like, just barely touched, didn't go down deep into anything, didn't get into some heavy stuff. And uh, it was just a, sc- a stone skipping on the surface until it was dead. And about halfway through that sermon, after i was just, I'm done. I, I just left and maybe I'm uppity and, I, and that's a concern I've got because I'm thinking well, am I just looking down my noses at everybody now what is it? i got a problem i got a problem and um, so it's like oh man and when I go to different churches this is what I'm hearing what is wrong? look therefore if you have been raised up with Christ you know, right there, you've been raised up, which means you've died with Christ. You go to Romans 6 6, Romans 6 8, the federal headship identification. We were in Christ from eternity past. Keep seeking the things above. What are those things above? The where the Lord himself is, the holiness of God's presence, because God is holy, 1 Peter 1, 16. That's where Christ is. And you can go to Acts chapter 7, verses 55 through sixty. You can talk about that in the ascension of heaven. Seated at the right hand of God. And what does that authority mean in the right hand of God? This is what he has in that position as man right now. Both natures, two natures, God and man. There's so much there just in the first verse. None of that was, was talked about. I remember it. In fact, each time I drive down the street, it's a it's a street off the main street. Every time I go to the main street, I look over at that. But that's what I remember about that that church, and I haven't been back. Uh, okay, am I whacked? Is something wrong with me? I mean, well, I mean, besides the obvious, all right. And as far as this goes, uh, besides the, you know, if we get rid of all the other issues, <laughs> which are multitudinous. What do you think? Are you guys having having the same kind of a thing? i got to tell you something, too, though. I to. Here's a warning. I remember t- I've told people this at Bible studies that I teach. And I've told them, I said, look, when you start learning the theology, the skeleton and the, the meat on the bones of, of what God has revealed in his word, a lot of times what happens is uh, you start... Not appreciating sermons as much. You go, well, you're just just skimming stones across the surface here. Come on, you know, are you going to get deep? Let one of the stones drop down, and let's follow it down where it can go. And I've had people tell me that that's happened, where they're they're getting dismayed with sermons now because they they realize what the richness is of God's Word, and. The pastors aren't getting into it. Now, I do know some pastors, like I told you, I do too, and they do a good job, and they get into stuff, and I'm fed, you know, p- praise God, but I can't go over to those churches because they have kids in there, and the kids are you know, a little bit loud and distracting, and because of my audio problems, my hearing problems, I, I can't cope with it very well, if, you know, combine that with my, my Asperger's, so that's, that's on me, all right, that's a thing I have to learn to deal with. But a lot of times you go to these churches where the kids are out and, and uh, you know, and adults and and, uh, and that's fine. And then the, the sermons are milk toast. And then they play, they play a hill song. Like, oh, man. So anyway, let's see what some of the people are saying. Great point, Matt. I'm not sure I can hear much of the church now I attend. But you experienced it? Okay. Right now, John 6.37 is gripping me. For days, really, John Bunyan wrote an entire book on that one verse. Well, there's so much to talk about. we will get to that verse afterwards. any rate, we have a, a break coming up if you want to give me a call. 877-207-2276. We'll be right back.
1: Matt Slick Live. Taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick.
2: All right, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Guess what I just found out? I checked some emails. Now, I do a doctorate program on Monday nights, and I just found out that it's canceled for tonight, so I can do the whole radio show. On Mondays, I usually do half an hour instead of the hour, so I'm just let you know we're doing the whole hour, and if a producer can just text me in the uh, chat that they heard me say that. And uh, we can get going. So there you go. I'll do the whole hour. Yay. And people are saying, yay. You remember, you know, that reminds me. You ever uh, remember um, Tom Slick, the uh, cartoon character, Tom Slick? And uh, Tom Slick, you know, in his Thunderbolt grease slapper, he's on your tail. He won't, he won't quit because there's no such word as fail to. Tom Slick. Well, anyway, um, so uh, when he would win a race, I loved how the crowd, you know, they would go, Yay it was great I enjoyed that so uh yay Tom Slick and oh yeah that's right uh Renzo when um when Tom Slick came out when when I was a kid and I saw him on a Saturday morning cartoon I went oh <laughs> I'm gonna get it on Monday I'm gonna get it and um sure enough <laughs> sure enough, hey hey man you got a brother named Tom well here it comes but it was fun, so uh, there you go, there you go. All right, so um got some calls coming in. I think eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. Someone said that uh, I was reading John six thirty seven. They said it's just Paul Bunyan spoke a whole bunch on it. Whole bunch. I think I misspoke there. Uh, John six thirty seven says, "All that the Father gives me will come to me. The one who comes to me, I certainly will not cast out." That is a heavy theological verse. All that the Father gives me will come to me. This deals with the Trinitarian Eternal Communion and the Eternal Covenant spoken of in Hebrews, uh, where is it, 1027? No, it's not. 1028, I gotta find it now. And uh, what he said, all gives me will come to me, which means that they come because they're given. And when it comes to me, I will not cast out. See, there's this, oh, there's so much theology in there. I love the Bible. I get a big kick out of it, I do. All right. Waiting for confirmation from the producer. If you can just tell me in the text that you know that I'm going to continue with the rest of the hour because my class got canceled for tonight. All right, let's get to Scott from Spokane. Hey, Scott, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt, how's it going? It's going. So, uh, good. What do you got?
3: So, I have a question um, with Isaiah 42, verse 19. Okay. And the question—it's hard to form it. I'm just really wondering what is, what is he saying. It sounds like sounds like he's saying uh, his his own messengers and his own people are deaf and blind, which sort of throws me off. I don't really get it.
2: What verse was that again?
3: Um,
2: verse nineteen. Oh, wait, chapter what? Uh, Forty-two. Forty-two, nineteen. Who is blind but the, my servant? Who is deaf? My messenger whom I send. Well, yeah, context. Hear you deaf, you and look you blind that you may see. Yeah, it's a condemnation, obviously. Uh, the blindness of the people of Israel looks like what has been going on. And, um, yeah, okay. So that seems to be what's going on, because Israel very often made a lot of mistakes, and they would turn their back on God. Um, so what, what's, uh, what's the question you got then related to it?
3: Well, I guess my question is, it just seems... Um, well, I think I think where I'm going wrong here is for a second, I thought it might be, um, describe, uh, might be about the Messiah, the future Messiah, when he says my messenger, but I just now realize it's not capitalized and it also wouldn't make any sense. So, right. so yeah, I guess that pretty much solves it. I just thought maybe there's more to it than, than the plain, of, you know, Israel oh, yeah. being blind and deaf.
2: Yeah, just because the word messenger or servant is there doesn't mean it's word is that but uh let's see and
3: uh and and even though they're not um multiple it's a singular so it sounds like it's talking about one person who he's describing peace with god to so it just this sounded odd you know
2: yeah yeah well it's often the case because uh, what god will do through the word is uh So uh, what will happen is um, God will speak differently through people, and Isaiah the prophet here in this case, speaking to different individuals, and then sometimes will switch, and so you gotta pay attention, and that does happen. So, you know, that's what it is, It's not the big a deal.
3: Okay, well,
1: yeah, I think that's all I got. Okay, all right, well, good.
3: Yeah, okay. thanks a lot, I appreciate it.
2: Okay, okay, God bless, bye. Talk to you later. All right, now. We may have a little bit of an issue here at the bottom of the hour because I told, you know, that normally on Mondays I, um, I I only do a half hour, and they set up a log, and they set up something to do that, so I may or may not be able to continue at the bottom of the hour. It doesn't really matter. I don't want to mess these guys up because I didn't find out until just now. So, you know, things like that happen. And he's probably...
1: <laughs> he's, he's panicking.
2: He's going, oh, slick. Uh, but that's what happens sometimes, so I'm smiling on my end. And when we get to... Uh, Okay, we don't get those, so I don't know. What to, okay, so back to this issue of the preachers and teachers. And I do want to hear from you guys. You know, get, get, email me at info at karm.org. Am I, is it my imagination? I, I, I don't know. Maybe it is. You know, maybe I'm just too too needy. You know, I, want to, I really want to get the meat of things, because I believe there's meat everywhere. And I believe that the preacher-teacher, the, the job, is uh, not being done because check this out this is what Ephesians 4.11 and 12 says oh I can continue okay good I'll continue thanks a lot there so I will do the rest of the half uh, the rest of the show okay good so here's Ephesians 411 and he games gave some as apostles and some as prophets some as evangelists some as pastors and teachers verse 12 for the equipping of the saints for the work of service for the building of the body of Christ so this is what a lot of uh, uh, Christians are surprised at for the equipping of the saints, the people in the the congregation. The job of the pastor teacher is to equip them, is to get them knowledgeable, able to understand and defend the faith. Now, that doesn't mean everybody's got to have eight degrees and be able to write books, but, you know, different levels of people, and and the pastor is supposed to equip them generically. Different people have different strengths and weaknesses, and that's okay. But overall, that's what the purpose of the pastor is is supposed to be, the pastor-teacher. See? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of service. This means, then, that the the pastor, not a female pastor, but the pastor is supposed to equip the Christians for the work of service to God. And I just kind of think, I get the impression that just they're being babysat and given milk, you know, here's a story for you. Okay. And I have a problem with that. Let's get to Jonathan from South Carolina. Jonathan, welcome. You're on the air.
4: Hey, Matt, thanks for taking my call. Um, I, call I actually uh, commented on your show uh, probably last week, a YouTube comment um, talking about uh, my wife. She's a soft egalitarian. Um, she's not she, I don't even, she don't she's not even aware of the term, uh, but um, I'm basically I came to reform theology probably two years ago, and it was just a big, long process. I, I come from a charismatic uh, Pentecostal background. Um, so there was a lot of dissecting scripture and learning and, and, and a lot of reading on my end, and I probably would have leaned egalitarian uh, prior to now, and um, now I'm definitely complementarian. Um, but I'm, I'm, I am I remember you we're telling gonna, gonna uh, on the show, goes Hold before on. the passage. Okay. We're going to break. Okay,
2: because okay, for those who don't know, complementarian means a man and woman have separate roles in the church and compliment each other. Egalitarian means
1: We'll
2: get right back to these issues right after the break. Please stay tuned.
1: It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877 207 2276 Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. All right, if you want to give me a call,
2: 877 207 2276. Let's get back on air here, here with Jonathan. Okay, Jonathan, you're back on. Are you
4: there? Yes, can Jonathan. you hear me? Yes, yeah, you hear we me? swimming. Yes, I'm you know, here. in the water. All right. Uh-oh. Can you hear? Okay. Yeah, there's some background noise uh, or uh- something there. It's probably me. I'm. I. I probably shouldn't be calling by driving. I'm going to pull over right now. I had. I. I had a chance to make a grocery run, and I. And I saw you were live, so I figured <laughs> to call and let me stop real quick. Maybe you can hear me better. Sure. <laughs> I got Ain't four no kids, so it's. A, it's a little hard to get away. I hear that. Um. One. Can okay. you hear me good?
2: I hear you well. Yes.
4: Okay. Okay. Um. I. 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 I try and want to simplify the question. Um. But so as I was saying prior, my. I come from a Pentecostal, charismatic background, and my whole family is that as well. Um, I came to Reformed Theology and, and, like I said, dissected Scripture. But um, <clears throat> I'm trying to—our church is—you I, I, could probably say they're non-denominational, but I'm trying to leave the church now because of them having women pastors. Um, they will probably call them speakers, and a lot of times they'll say—I'm I, I, guessing by their— the women when they speak the pastor has given me authority um and your articles have helped big time uh and karm has helped a lot and i and i remember you saying going before the pastors and bring all the information and discussed it um Mm -hmm. and i i plan to do that but i'm just trying to is me going to another church without my family i don't that's what i'm struggling with right now
2: whoa Okay, you're the spiritual head of your family, and uh, you need to lead your family. So you're responsible. If they're going to a church that has women pastors and elders, which is clearly unbiblical, you need to set uh, mm-hmm. this, this down with your wife and say, "Look, this is this is it, and uh, here's the reasons. Mm-hmm. Here's the, what the Bible says, and uh, I cannot support it as as my as a Christian man. And so uh, I mm-hmm. don't want to go to that church, and I don't want you or the children to go there anymore." Now she okay. like, well, "I don't care what you want." Then there's an issue of, of marriage counseling that needs to occur at this point. But um, uh, that's what uh, that's what I would do. I'd be very gentle, and you say this is the reason sure. why. And as a man of the house, I, I just can't mm-hmm. permit this. I won't support it. And if you want to go and you go against what I'm saying, we're going to have problems. Uh, it's going to be a, a big problem.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, mm-hmm. and you know you can't force her, but. That's what I would say. Sure. Be be gentle. Mm -hmm. Be thorough.
4: Uh Okay. Yeah, I I think that the way we grew up, well, she grew up, I I kind of see, and I don't want to presuppose on her mom, but I see that her dad just passed away from COVID, but um, her mom very domineering in the family, Mm -hmm. and the father was definitely passive in the family, and I think she's, my wife has, and I don't, I, I hate even saying the scene, but she's toned that down of what she's probably learned from her parents, just by example. Um, she's definitely learned a lot in God's work in her life. But um, there's and I have brought this to her and I've everything set in stone. I've actually had a meeting with the pastor. I'm, I'm going to meet with him um, to discuss the matter. I, I don't think I'm going to change his mind and I know he's not going to change mine. But I'm, but I, I'm also semi staff there. I, I'm a musician there. So I'm now, so I'm, I kind of got to have the meeting because of that and, uh, you know, uh, leave the membership and all that stuff. But, um, uh, but yeah, I, I think that's helpful. And I think that's kind of what I've already, she she already knows the position and she's actually looking up, (laughs) uh, apologetic answers on her side as well. And, and I've already showed how bad they are. It's not even funny, but, um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, Anyways. But um,
2: well, yeah, Let I me think volunteer. it was very helpful. You volunteer uh, my help if if you want, if your wife is curious, yes, or if you think is necessary. I'd be willing to do a phone call with you guys and just you know answer questions and just go through the theology of it and you know be very gentle because mm-hmm. I am and uh, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. On the radio, i just get to the point because, you know, it's radio. But uh, if if, they, if you want that, we can do that. You know, if not, that's okay.
4: I, I love that. I don't know if she's willing. She, she's pretty, I mean, she's she softened up from this before. I My whole family was angry at this. I mean, I'm talking about, like, you know, and because I've been studying the matter, it probably makes them more angry because they don't study the matter. Um, so mm-hmm. probably they don't feel like they're able to defend it, um, their position well, at least. Um but yeah i i i will try i don't yeah. like i said i don't I, I can't force her to do anything um i think we have a good relationship in, in this in this area but but we'll see what happens <laughs> down the road i'd love for her to come to the same church that's for sure well you know it's a, it's so. a tough thing and uh, as i was talking
2: in the opening segment there you know how bad uh, churches are are getting at least in my experience which is subjective yeah. and limited but uh, I'm hearing mm-hmm. the same kind of thing, you know. it's pastors are giving stories and illustrations and three steps to whatever, and I just think mm-hmm. it's it's a, you know skipping stone the- theology. It's not deep, and so mm-hmm. it's a problem. So you can have a problem out, out there. You're gonna have a problem. yeah. But um, what, you know, would you say pastors
1: out there?
4: W- what, uh, can I ask one more question? Mm-hmm, sure. Um. What, would you say, with me sticking within Timothy two uh, chapter two, would that would that would be where I need to stay with uh, the pastor? Because um, I know there's so many positions, the cult of Artemis. Uh, uh, there's all kinds of positions. I f- I feel like that's their best one, even though I've heard a lot of the egalitarians not having any footnotes to the matter, or even providing any footnotes to it. Um, so it's kind of a what what do you think my best route to discussing with the pastor is uh, go with
2: scripture 1 Timothy 2:12 through 13 okay or and 14 actually mm-hmm. and uh you need right. to go there you need to go to 1 Timothy 3:15 because he says he's mm-hmm. giving his context He's giving instruction on how to conduct himself in the household of God. So he's specifically giving instruction to the church. And then the first few verses of chapter 3 of 1 Timothy 3. You know, an overseer. The Greek, Prince episkopos. Must be the husband of one wife. And uh, so, and read through that. And deacons must be men of dignity, Mm -hmm. okay? And then you want to go to Mm -hmm. Titus 1. So those are the places where you Mm -hmm. want to go. Mainly, there's other stuff, but Titus 1. And uh, verse 5. you
4: know, Is that elder and overseer se- interchangeable?
2: Yes, they are. And you'll see they're, that. Okay,
4: that's why I wanted to make you'll sure. See,
2: you'll see that if you read Titus 1, the first few verses that, that relate to us, 5 through 7, 8, 9, and also 1 Timothy 3, you'll see how they're used, and they're used interchangeably. Episcopos and presbyteros, okay. okay. Bishop and elder. Okay. You'll see that. So, and you have to make a big deal out of that, but uh, the thing is, it says uh, that the elder, you know must be a uh, husband of one wife and ask, how can a woman do? Mm-hmm. That? Well, you see, it's just culture. Mm-hmm. If it's culture, then why did Paul say, because Adam was first created? It's not culture. Mm-hmm. And why right. is it that you're not submitting to the scriptures in this area and uh, you know and and say he's given instruction what we're to do, and the elders are to be men of one woman. Now you might say, well, what if they're not married? Well, you see, normatively, mm-hmm. supposed to, the men are supposed to be married because they were married by the time they were 18, 19. They were married. And to have one wife, not mm-hmm. any wives, that's just how it was. And people got married very quickly and very mm-hmm. early because their their lives were, you know, they died in their 40s. So they had to get married soon, have mm-hmm. children. A lot of times, some people lived a lot longer too, but anyway, that's the thing. And it says, have children who believe. Well, what if you only have one kid? Well, then you can't be an elder, right? That's not what's going on here. He's giving instruction. Then what they'll do sometimes in light of that, they'll say, well, then it doesn't have to be a male because you're not taking it literally. You say, well, what's happening is is all the usages of this are of the man and assumed of the man and the conditions of the man. Never a woman. And particularly 1 Timothy 2, 12 and 13, where he says it's because of Adam's first creator. That's called federal headship. And, the, and primogeniture also. These are terms you're not familiar with, I guess. But these are the things that are going on. And so, that's it. And ultimately, mm-hmm. it rests in the doctrine of the Trinity as well, which I haven't gotten into yet. So, maybe I, I could do a video teaching series on this so people can get to this and, and stop being heretics.
4: Yeah, and so, okay, so that was my next one. Is it is that kinda how I gotta view this position of people that take that position?
2: Yeah, it's a heresy. Is it it's heretical?
4: Yeah, it heretical? It
2: is. It's heresy. Sure. Heresy means a deviation from the truth. This is a heretical teaching. It doesn't mean they're not Christians. Okay. Because it it, you could have okay. heresy in Adiaphora, you could have heresy, heresies mm-hmm. in the essentials. No. there's damnable heresies and there's non damnable heresies. This is a non damnable one because people are just ignorant. But once they're corrected, mm-hmm. they should repent. If they don't repent, then you can't trust them. And that's what I say to people. So
4: See, can't, that's what I was so curious about. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's right there. So it's a total denial of the truth. It's right there in front of them. Yeah. yeah. It's right there. And I
2: tell people, stop going with the culture. It's supposed to be the other way around. Men have responsibilities. I could talk about mm-hmm. this a lot, but uh, there you go. There's a break, buddy. <laughs> Let me know what happens. All right. Thank you, man. Thank
4: right. you, all right. you brother. Okay, bye.
2: Hey, folks, we'll be right back, and we'll get to Dana next, talking about GenoJet. So we'll get to that a little bit. Hey, please stay tuned.
1: It's Matt Slick Live. Taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call,
2: 877 877- two zero seven two two seven six i think we got dana waiting but i can't access dana so the producer's got to make a click or a switch or do something there we go let's get to dana dana welcome you're
0: on Hello. the air hi hey yeah. hi um <laughs> First, i just i love listening to your show okay Good. I'm glad. i was just on the same page with you when it came to looking and getting nothing from a lot of these dead churches i'm in uh, a journey where i've been searching out for a good church and lately for the past two years or three years i would say i've been at home and i found out so many things that that were lies that was just straight out lies and You know, I didn't know. I was brought up in the church. and My grandmother I was in a Baptist church. My great grandmother was the evangelist. My uncle was a bishop. You would think, you know, I thought I had it all, all knowledge. I just knew. Come to find out, I really didn't know anything. You know, and I'm, there's a, a type of heartbreaking. My heart broke. My heart has been breaking because of how the just how the people are and all the lies that come along with it now lately i've been listening to Geno jenkins and this is where the question come in I, I i don't know too much about him and that's the thing now, billy graham that's what i started off with you know i grew up with billy and i went back to that in your face be direct just you gotta know but after he take you to the point where you come to repent you want to still learn you still want to get knowledge it's the hardest thing it is easier for me to go to a store and try to buy drugs i don't do drugs try to buy drugs to find a church that actually is genuine and um it's a hurtful thing and all i was wanting to know really is how you feel what is your opinion about mr geno, geno jenkins i i like billy billy is right but he's been opening my eyes to some things that And he goes straight from the Bible. He reads right from the Bible. And I know we can't take everybody's interpretation, but he comes straight from the Bible. It's not his word. It's God's word. And I just wanted to get your opinion about that.
2: Well, I'd like to be able to give a well-informed opinion, but I don't have a well-informed opinion about him. I'll have to research him to see. But he does call himself an apostle. And generally speaking, when someone calls himself an apostle, there's a, an association of other problems, uh, and that's not to say that he's guilty of that. And then there's the issue of other apostles and prophets for today, and so uh, I would uh, I, I would be reserved and uh, about him. So that's as much as I can uh, I can say. And I've got an opinion, but I don't have it backed up enough to be able to say. Of course, I wouldn't understand. be watching him, but yeah. Oh. So,
0: okay. Well, I, I, I know I get it. I understand. But you see the directness of coming from the scriptures. And I get in the Bible, and I'm reading along with what he's saying now. He does seem different, I thought it was like a, I don't know. But a, a woman's supposed to have the head covered, like when you go to church. He makes the women sit across from the men. Like, is that what? the Lord wants, like you can't listen to regular music, like I was listen to some 80's music but he was saying you can't whoa, listen to no you're of... talking
2: about different things so uh, <laughs> give me, I'm let's sorry. focus on one issue one. that's okay, one issue, one question let's kind of focus on that because you kind of went different things different directions all at once so, you know, uh, what do you want to ask let's, let's kind of focus that a little bit
0: as a woman should I be covered, should I have my hair oh. covered
2: no you don't have to it was a, a cultural thing back then it was a symbol of the authority that is over the woman because in the culture of the time they wore uh, head coverings and it was also spoken a man should not have his head covered and so this is a, definitely a, a cultural thing and uh, so you don't have to worry about that. Okay, But if you want to have your hair covered that's okay some people do, and I, I up here in Idaho, there are Mennonites, and they, I'll see them in stores, and they have their heads cut. Co- women have their heads covered. I like that. I think it's cool, but it's not a necessity, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't worry okay.
4: about it. Okay. All right.
0: All right. Um, is listening to music that's not gospel okay? I'm not talking about dirty, nasty, lustful music. I'm just talking about, you know, nice, you know, feel good. I know. We got to put God first. God is first. G- God uh-huh. is first. But don't, like, sometimes I'm feeling guilty because I'm, I'm not sure what the boundary is. And I do know, as I read the word, he does reveal things to me. I'm, now, let me let you know that. I'm I'm just calling into the show because I just like to ask you questions. I'm on a radio station. So I was just wondering, you know. Can I listen to some 80s or slow listening or easy or classical? <laughs> or no? Of course
2: you can. You, you can. You're free. You're free in Christ. But yeah. you don't want something like that to gain control over you and start reciting stuff. And uh, so, because, for example, I have, uh, I'm have autistic and I have hearing problems. And so uh, the kind of music that is soothing is heavy metal and so uh i hear certain sounds it's calming well is that a sin no it's not it would be if that music was influencing me and causing me to be ungodly in any way then you know get away from it so different people have different things like jazz i i can't stand jazz Okay, I can't stand it. Other people love it. Praise God! And if you can listen to jazz and you think it's great, it's a, it's okay. And it's the same kind of a thing. Are you, can you watch news? Because news is secular based. Well, you can watch news, right? But it comes from the unbelievers, and they're giving their bias and stuff. You can watch that. No one has a complaint about that. Watch different kinds of news. Well, everything's okay, except we can't watch um, or listen to that kind of music. Well. We have to be consistent. What I say is, is you're free in Christ because all things are are acceptable. But you don't want to do anything that's going to be sinful or stumble anybody else, and you don't want to be controlled by it. So, and, and you're wise in that you don't want to listen to the really bad stuff. I mean, come on, you don't want bad stuff. I won't listen to that stuff. And uh, but some sounds are really good. That for me and so I like some of those and then what I'll do is I'll go over to praise music and, and shift over to praise music and, and love that and then do some reggae and I love reggae you know so you know it just depends as long as it's not controlling you and as long as it's not stumbling anybody else you're free okay oh I think we lost her yeah we did I was just talking there so that's a here's the thing folks is that we are free don't use your freedom for sin, though. You don't want to do that. You don't want to use your freedom. Oh, that means I can do all this bad stuff. No, no, no. Or I can listen to all this bad. No, no, no. You have to be uh, discerning about what you will watch as well as what you listen to. You have to be discerning. You know, I was watching... um, My wife and I, of all things, we like to watch uh, car crashes. And it teaches us how to drive drive better so we'll go to youtube sometimes we'll do once a week or twice a week maybe we'll watch car crashes so we were amazed oh look at that why did that? all right and um oh i got brought up for a point what was it i was going to bring it up for a point what was it we watched car crashes it was really important it was related to what i was going to say and i completely forgot oh, about freedom in christ oh i remember now and so we are watching this one it had a lot of good stuff in there and this guy was narrating some of these crashes and was using the Lord's name in vain and I said I'm done I'm, I'm not gonna watch it and so went to another one where it's just crashes and no uh, you know no uh, um, commentary well I don't need to hear that stuff I don't want to hear any uh, instances of the Lord's name in vain so I don't participate in it and any songs I do I don't listen to it I don't I don't want that I don't listen to it and so that's a that's a you know it's a standard and so we need to have our standards when it is we're listening to something and watching something and then uh, we have to be careful what movies we watch. And so my wife likes the whodunit kind of mysteries, you know, documentaries in real life, kind of whodunits and, and things like that. And I always tease her. I tease her, and say, hey, hon, there's a show on, people die in it, you'll like it. You know, she just stares at me. But because uh, it's the whodunits, you know, documentaries and true crime, and she loves those kind of things. And, and we watch those. And as long as you're not using the Lord's name in vain. It's a big thing for me. So, I don't let that uh, influence me. And uh, we're free. We're free in Christ. But remember this, folks. Don't use your freedom as an excuse to sin. You do not want to use your freedom as an excuse to do anything. And uh, you can go to Romans 14. And it says... Uh, verse 14 i know and am convinced in the lord jesus that nothing is unclean in itself but to him who thinks anything's unclean to him it is unclean for if because of food and you could take this and you know you can do music you can do 80s music 90s music they didn't have that kind of stuff back then but use food as a a thing it was a very important thing that for the jews and for people eating and he says uh you know in Romans 14:15 if because of food your brother is hurt you're no longer walking according to love do not destroy with food him whom you're, uh, for, for whom Christ died and uh, don't be let what is a good thing for you be spoken of of evil so you have to be careful of how you Listen and watch in your private home versus out in public. We're not talking about hypocrisy here. We're talking about the care of not unnecessarily bringing a challenge to somebody else that doesn't need to happen and, and uh, But it, of course you should have godly limits in what you listen to and what you watch should uh, not be anything pornographic, not be anything where wickedness is glorified, it's not to be the case uh, you know. And, and I won't watch things where fornication is glorified, homosexuality is glorified. But nope, I, I, I just change it that fast and so I'm free to watch those if I wanted but I choose not to because I don't want the secular paganism to be part of my life and my memory now when i do research on these things then i get into the mindset and i go research them so i can speak about them on radio at a conference or write articles about them so uh that's that and um that's what you got to have have peace okay and we're free in christ because we've died with christ that is is the point we got to go to Got to uh, to check out. All right. So there you go. And uh, hey, thanks uh, for listening. We've got a couple of minutes left in the show. So uh, about the women pastors uh, and elders stuff. um, Women are not supposed to be pastors and elders, period. If you go to a church where they're there, you should leave. You shouldn't be participating in that. And what I'll do is here yet again, I'll offer this polite challenge. I'm willing to fly out someplace. And uh, we can arrange who pays for what and all that. Come to your church, and have a formal, moderated debate. Does the Bible support women pastors and elders? That'd be the topic. And uh, I'd be willing to do this, and it's going to be you know recorded, and, and you know videotaped and and stuff. Uh, and I've been offering this for maybe I don't know fifteen years, I guess, on the radio. Uh, I don't know, but many years, and I've not had a single uh, person ever take me up on it. Ever, and I believe it's because they know what the scriptures teach, which is different than what they want to do, and they know I'll ask them difficult questions, and they, I believe that they don't want to face those difficult questions, or they think it's not worth fighting over. They have their opinion, just to, you know. but the thing is, the Bible says, give an answer to everyone who would ask, and I'm asking, I'm asking for the, oh, the egalitarians to um, defend their position from the Bible, which I don't believe they can. Anyway, hey, there's the music. I'm out of here. May the Lord bless you, and by His grace, we're back on the air tomorrow, Tuesday. I hope you have a great evening, and so God bless you, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: Another program powered by The Truth Network.